This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. If you're constantly on the hunt for a good deal, then you need Rakuten. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop because members get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every category, including fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, traveling, dining, and more. You're already shopping at your favorite stores. Why not save while you're doing it? It's a no-brainer. Get the Rakuten app now and join the 17 million members who are already saving. Cashback rates change daily. See Rakuten.com for details. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Your cashback really adds up. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home. The place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Tonight, the confusion over COVID booster shots and the intense debate over whether millions of Americans will need another dose. New research is raising questions just days before the Biden administration has plans to roll out more shots. Plus, the COVID spike in the West, overwhelmed hospitals now rationing care. Capital threat, a new intelligence bulletin obtained by CBS News, warning of potential violence as fencing is now back up outside the Capitol. Vaccine misinformation, how a rap star's tweet to her nearly 23 million followers set up a firestorm and a call from the White House. We wasted so much time yesterday running down this false claim. Hired hitman, why would a prominent lawyer pay someone to kill him? The plot now raising questions whether there's a link to the murders of his wife and son. Call for help, new police video of a young woman missing for weeks. Drivers wanted, schools are open, but there's no one to drive the kids, forcing parents, even National Guard troops, to take the wheel. Eye on America, the big turnaround, how dedicated teachers and staff turned around one of the worst schools in the state. Postcard from space, a remarkable view from the first all-civilian space mission. And Paisley's mission, how an eight-year-old girl is bringing education to kids thousands of miles away. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We wanted to begin tonight with the intensifying debate in the medical community over the need for COVID booster shots. 
Tomorrow, the FDA's Vaccine Advisory Committee is expected to vote on whether to recommend a third dose of the Pfizer vaccine for the general population. Well, the Biden administration is pushing for a third dose, but so far the FDA has not taken a definitive stance, saying overall data shows all currently authorized vaccines still protect against severe COVID disease and death. Moderna's data is still being reviewed. And adding to the confusion, according to the CDC, nearly 2 million fully vaccinated Americans have already received an additional dose of a COVID vaccine. Many of those have weakened immune systems, so some people are already getting those boosters. But one thing is clear tonight. The pandemic is raging again. On Tuesday, the U.S. reported nearly 2,000 new COVID deaths. That's actually the highest single-day total in nearly seven months. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti is going to lead us off tonight from Los Angeles. Good evening, Jonathan. Good evening, Nora. Doctors we've spoken with say the debate over boosters is an important one, but they worry tonight the White House is compromising its larger effort here to get people vaccinated in the first place. Tonight, some scientists are saying not so fast when it comes to COVID booster shots. It was just a month ago when the Biden administration was making its case. We'd be able to get the booster shots in any one of approximately 80,000 vaccination locations nationwide. It will be easy. But the Food and Drug Administration has declined to take a stance on the eve of an advisory committee meeting to decide whether to recommend approving Pfizer's application to give out third doses. This week, in an article published by the British medical journal The Lancet, scientists, including two outgoing FDA employees, argued currently available evidence does not show the need for widespread use of booster vaccinations. But there was also new research from Israel released by the FDA that suggested that waning immunity against severe disease may occur also in younger age groups. But it was older, more high-risk age groups that the booster dose was found to be most useful at reducing the risk of severe illness. Exactly. It's really confusing. So, Dr. Um, Monica Gandhi says the confusion may be producing an unwanted side effect. I think the messaging from the White House has sort of to terrify the vaccinated and make the unvaccinated think that the vaccines don't work. And that is exactly what the White House did not want to message. And that fear, doctors say, comes at a time when ICU beds in cities like Spokane, Washington, are packed with COVID patients, many of them unvaccinated. We're seeing levels of hospitalization that we've not seen since the beginning of the pandemic. And we're Dr. Dan Getz says many of those patients are coming from Idaho, just a few miles away. Today, with hospitalizations soaring well past last winter's surge, the entire state is now under a crisis standard of care. Some hospitals are rationing treatment. Which is really every physician's worst nightmare. And it's going to lead to very real deaths, and not just deaths from COVID. We're talking about people that are having heart attacks that are delaying care for cancer. This affects all of us. And in an effort to cut back on COVID cases, officials here in Los Angeles are taking their mandate one step further. Starting next month, people will be required to show proof of vaccination before entering bars and nightclubs. Nora. Jonathan Vigliotti, thank you. The other big story tonight is here in Washington, as Capitol Hill once again resembles a fortress. The fence is back up and security is tight ahead of a rally on Saturday in support of those charged with storming the Capitol. CBS's Jeff Begay's reports on new threats that have popped up on social media. 
with eight-foot-high fencing now surrounding the Capitol. CBS News has learned that Capitol Police aren't just gearing up for Saturday's rally. They're concerned about the day before, too. The FBI has flagged social media posts which suggest storming the Capitol on Friday. And a new Homeland Security bulletin is warning of lone offenders or small groups that could spark violence. Rally organizer Matt Brainerd, a former Trump campaign staffer, says the event, which will include calls for the imprisoned January 6 rioters to be released, will be peaceful. The Capitol Police know that we are no threat. This is a theater to deter people from attending. The former president, who critics say incited the January 6 riot, endorsed this rally today, saying that people arrested in connection with January 6 are being persecuted unfairly. But those mobs of people caused more than $1 million in damage, injured more than 100 police officers, and led to five deaths. The security presence this time around looks much different. The National Guard has been requested. Nearby police departments are deploying, and new security cameras have been installed. We have to be overprepared. We have to deal for the, the worst case scenario and hope for the best case scenario. The best case scenario is that all this fencing that's surrounding the Capitol and the security cameras guard against the potential for violence. Officials expecting about 700 people out here, but that's a number that could go up depending on the weather. They're not expecting rain on Saturday. They're expecting clear skies. Nora. Jeff Begays, thank you. Rap superstar Nicki Minaj is one of the best-selling and most popular female artists of all time. But now Minaj has ignited a firestorm for spreading vaccine misinformation, telling her tens of millions of social media followers that her cousin's friend became impotent after getting a shot. Well, that claim has now been debunked, and there's no science behind it. So why is the White House offering help? Here's CBS's Nancy Cordes. Nicki Minaj is known for feuding with other stars like Miley Cyrus and Cardi B, but now she finds herself at odds with the White House. Our hope is that anyone who has a big platform is going to project accurate information. It all started Monday night when the unvaccinated singer tweeted, my cousin in Trinidad won't get the COVID vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. Trinidad and Tobago's health minister debunked that the next day. There is absolutely no reported such side effect or adverse event of testicular swelling in Trinidad or I dare say Dr. Hines anywhere else. None that we know of anywhere else in the world. White House staffers worried that the super bass singer with 23 million Twitter followers might give the vaccine a bad rap. By yesterday, Minaj was claiming she had been invited to the White House. The press secretary said, not quite. Did the White House extend an invitation to Nicki Minaj to come here? We offered a call uh, with Nicki Minaj uh, and one of our doctors to answer questions she had about the safety and effectiveness of the vaccine. Underlying all of this is a serious problem, the persistent online rumors that the COVID vaccine somehow causes impotence, despite the fact that studies have shown there is no link between the two. Nora. And Nancy Cordes, thank you. And we should note, Minaj now says she's going to get the vaccine before she goes on tour. All right, now to South Carolina, where disgraced lawyer Alex Murdoch surrendered to authorities today after being accused of hiring a hitman 
to kill him in a botched insurance fraud scheme. CBS's Nikki Batiste is following this increasingly bizarre case. 53-year-old Alex Murdoch and his family of powerful prosecutors once held a commanding presence at this Hampton County, South Carolina courthouse. But tonight, he's a defendant in handcuffs, facing charges of conspiracy to commit insurance fraud and filing a false police report. Murdoch is accused of hiring 61-year-old Curtis Smith to shoot him in the head with hopes of leaving a $10 million insurance windfall to his older son. When the alleged plot failed, Murdoch told police he was shot while changing a flat tire. Earlier today, a $55,000 bond was set for Smith, who faces five charges ranging from assisted suicide to insurance fraud. It's the latest twist in a string of ongoing criminal investigations connected to Murdoch. His wife Maggie and 22-year-old son Paul were both shot and killed on the family's property in June. Dick Harputlian is Alex Murdoch's attorney. Maggie and Paul Murdoch have insurance policies. They didn't have any insurance. They did not have they had no insurance. No insurance. Okay. Law enforcement officials have opened an investigation into the death of 57-year-old Gloria Satterfield. Murdoch's housekeeper died after a trip and fall accident in their home in 2018. An autopsy was never performed. Alex Murdoch is also under investigation for reportedly embezzling millions of dollars from his own family's law firm. And he entered drug rehab for an opioid addiction. Nora? Nikki Batiste, thank you. Tonight, police body cam video provides a new clue in a young woman's disappearance that sparked a nationwide search. 22-year-old Gabrielle Petito is seen sobbing after an altercation with her fiancé, Brian Laundrie, in Utah. That was last month. They were on a cross-country drive, and she vanished soon after that incident. Well, he drove home to Florida and is not cooperating with investigators. All right, tonight, school districts all over the country face a growing problem. Listen to this, a severe shortage of school bus drivers. It's actually forcing states and parents to make some difficult choices. We get more now from CBS's Errol Barnett. With an alarming shortage of school bus drivers in Baltimore, single mother Ebony Sherlock is forced to call a lift three to four times a week just to get her kids to school. How are you? This costs her more than $40 round trip twice a day. I just don't have the, that extra, those extra funds right now, and it wasn't budgeted in. More than half of America's school districts report their driver shortage is severe or desperate. Many drivers retired during the pandemic, and now some are fearful of face-to-face -face interaction with potentially infected kids. In Massachusetts, National Guard soldiers were deployed to drive buses, and Pennsylvania is also considering doing the same. How often are you getting phone calls about this driver shortage? Every minute. In Baltimore, drivers are now calling out sick regularly. When we have to call a family at 7 o'clock, you've already planned to go to work at 8 a.m. and to say that the bus isn't coming and they all, you know, quickly have to find another option to get their child to school. Um, and child care, that's a huge problem. Baltimore City offers a $250 monthly transportation stipend for parents like Sherlock, but her rideshare bill will be nearly $1,000 for the month. I can't even look for a job right now. This is my job right now, getting them to school. Adding to this issue, to become a school bus driver, you must obtain a commercial driver's license, and that can take up to three months. And with so few applicants currently in the pipeline, Nora, it's likely this crisis will last throughout the school year. Such a challenge for parents. All right, Errol Barnett, thank you. 
And we want to turn now to the education crisis in America's cities. Minority children face a widening achievement gap with less access to quality education. A recent study found black students have fallen at least two years behind white students in their education. But we found a school that is bridging the gap. Here's CBS's Meg Oliver with tonight's Eye on America. Camden is not just the boarded up houses that you see. Good morning, good to see you, good to see you. There are lives. There are brilliant, beautiful scholars. Good morning, George. George, you were rocking it out yesterday in class. Keep it up, okay? There are families who love their kids, who are passionate about education, passionate about equity, passionate about change. The tens first. That passion helped turn Camden's failing public schools into a success story. Eight years ago, the state took over the schools and transformed them. This school is now the highest performing school in the area. If I need help, they'll step aside for me and teach me anything I need. The percentage of kids in this elementary school who are at or above grade level in math soared from 3% to 60 and in reading from 4% to 50. So you're going to regroup showing your ones, okay? When you see our kids in action and you see how much brilliance and how capable they are, then you understand not to limit them. We sure it's all part of Camden's second act with the creation of what are called Renaissance schools like Camden Prep. Unlike most other charters, there is not a lottery admission. Kids get to go here because they live in the neighborhood. These are the same scholars, and that proves that zip code does not determine your ability. What do you like about school? That I get to learn stuff. You get to learn stuff? Scholars, we're now going to start writing. The curriculum is tailored to each student's ability and measures both their academic and emotional progress. So how do you feel right now? And there is daily communication with their parents. They text me, our girl is having a great day. And how does that make you feel at home? Makes me feel good. All right, she got a star for the day, yes. When you wake up in the morning, Rashad, do you want to go to school? Yes. Why? When I go to school, I see my teachers and, my, and our classmates, and I think, okay, I'm going to be comfortable here. Something Tago never experienced as the only student of color at her elementary school. I know that when you were five, mm -hmm. a little boy at school said, don't touch me. Mm -hmm. You're dirty. Mm -hmm. Does it still hurt? Yep. So when I think about that moment, especially being dark-skinned, and you and you know you're different. I think about why I do this work. They're gonna be the next generation to change the society and ensure that everything is better for them and better for the next generation after. And that's a big responsibility, but it's a beautiful one. Meg Oliver, CBS News, Camden, New Jersey. And Principal Tago is doing a beautiful job. How great is she? What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.
There's alarming new evidence of North Korea's military buildup, including a new weapon, a missile that pops out of a train before launching. This is a big deal because the missiles can be moved easily throughout North Korea, making them harder to target. All right, the crew of Inspiration4 has now seen the sun rise and set more than 15 times and sent back these images of Earth. Billionaire Jared Isaacman, who chartered the flight, called the view pretty incredible. Wednesday's launch was picture perfect. The all-civilian crew returns to the Earth on Saturday. A young girl from Texas will soon be packing for a special mission, delivering hope halfway around the world. CBS's Omar Villafranca introduces us. Just eight years old, Paisley Elliott uses her globe not for play, but for planning. Right here. I'm going to Uganda, which is in Africa. Paisley's passion is helping the most vulnerable. When she was only four, she heard about refugees in a Bible class. That led to a lot of tough questions for her mom, Tally Jones. Kind of bending down with my phone on Google, looking up which countries are safest and which ones are taking in the most refugees because... This was not a topic I was planning to discuss with a four-year-old. Paisley's curiosity became a call to action. That's the reason for her trip to Uganda, where, with the help from some experienced adults, she plans to deliver these do-it-yourself school desks. It was made out of 100% sustainable wood. Interlocking pieces that can be transformed into a pop-up classroom. There's also a toolbox with pencils and learning kits made for hundreds of kids in a refugee camp. Why do you stick with this? If we do not help them because the adults aren't, then who will help them have a better life? I mean, they're just like you and me. Paisley will deliver the first portable classrooms at the end of the month while teaching a lesson to all of us about caring. Omar Villafranca, CBS News, Grapevine, Texas. Paisley's got the right values. Tomorrow, CBS's Steve Hartman visits what could be the worst football field in America, but maybe not for long. And if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell here in the nation's capital, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Good night. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And, and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> respond too quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> sure, I responded to everything because responding to you, putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. 
I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.